We're continuing to discuss an oris, which is a particular type of vineyard where the vines, instead of being planted on the ground itself and then growing along the ground, in an oris, the vines grow above the ground, so they're usually draped on poles and then beams which serve as a roof, or it could be that the vines are just draped above a fence and they grow along the fence. And we're going to see in this Mishnah that when it comes to an oris, the laws are slightly more lenient than in a regular kerem in a regular vineyard where the vines grow on the ground itself. At the beginning of the fourth parak, we learnt about Karachas HaKerem, which is a regular vineyard where the middle vines of the vineyard are destroyed or they're removed. And we stated there that there has to be at least 16 Amas in that middle area which have not got vines in order for you to be able to plant another species there. That was at least based Hillel's opinion. And the reason for these 16 Amas was that there has to be four Amas on either side next to the vineyard, next to either side of the vineyard, because you can't plant within four Amas of the vines if they're part of a vineyard. Plus, you needed there to be a significant field, or two significant fields in that case, which the other species will make up. Because if there are just a few seeds there of the other species, then it looks more like a mixture. It's only if there's enough room so that it's considered a proper field that the other species can be planted within the Karachas HaKerem. We're now going to see the equivalent of a Karachas HaKerem, but in an Oris. And the difference is going to be that you do not need a significant field in order to plant the other species within there. Of course, you'll need the four Amas on either side, but other than that, you can plant there even if there's not a significant field. So the mission says, Piske Oris the sort of breakages of an oris, the gaps in an oris where the vines have been taken out or removed or destroyed. So the gap, the size of the gap which needs to be there is Shemoyna Amis V'Oid, it's eight Amis plus a little bit more, which the Yerushalmi says is a tefach. And we'll explain what exactly it means, eight Amis and a bit, in a second. What is this measurement exactly? But the Mishnah notes that all of the measurements which the Chachomim gave, which they said with regards to a vineyard, in Bahem V'Oid, None of them have this idea of plus a little bit, except for in this case of the destroyed vines in the middle of an oris. Meaning that all the other measurements are either 4 amas or 16 amas. It doesn't say 16 amas plus a little bit more, plus a tefach. This is the only one. And now the Mishnah explains itself. Elohim piske oris. What exactly is the case of piske oris? Oris shechorav meim It refers to an oris, this vineyard of vines which grow on things, whose middle vine or vines got destroyed. And there remain there at least five vines on this side and five vines on the other side. And in between these two groups of five vines were the destroyed vines. So if there's eight Amas in between these two groups of vines, then he can't bring any seeds there, he can't plant anything there. Because he has to leave a gap of four Amas away from either side. Because a group of five vines is considered a vineyard, and therefore four Amas plus four Amas is eight Amas. So there's no more room to plant. But Shemina Amas Va'oid, if there's eight Amas plus a tiny bit, plus a tefach, so then Nosen Loikh Davidosai, you should give it, you should give both sets of vines the amount needed to work them, the Avoido, which is four Amas. And then Vizarez Amosar, he can plant the rest of it, which in this case would be just the middle tefach. And we do not require that he needs a whole significant field in the middle. Rather, even if there's just a tefach, it's enough, and you can plant another species over there. So in this regard, we see that an oris is slightly more lenient than a kerem. Because in a karachas a kerem, he had to leave 16 amas, whereas here he only has to have 8 amas, and he can already start planting the middle area. We will see in the next parak actually, that there is another leniency of an oris over a kerem. Mishnah Zion. Oris shehuyetu mena kaisel, metoich ha kerem v'chole. 
an orifice which comes out of a wall from the corner and then ends. Now, what exactly does that mean? So we're referring to a case where there are two sides of a wall connected at their corners, so it's like an L shape, and planted next to the wall and then growing on the wall are five vines, but they're not in a straight line. Rather, half of them are on one wall and the other half are on the other wall. So it's set out as one, two, three on one wall, and then the third one is really part of the second wall as well, and then another two on that wall. So altogether you have five vines, but they're not in a straight line. So since they're not in a straight line, they do not make up a vineyard, and therefore you view them as individual vines. So nosen labidosai, we give each vine its working area, which is six tefachim. That's the working area for an individual vine, v'zareya samaisar. And then you can plant the rest, even within the wall, within that area which is not planted, but is sort of within the two walls. As long as it's at least six tefachim away from the vines, you can plant another species there. And you can see the diagram where exactly this area is. However, Abiyasi says, If there are not four amas, meaning if the wall is not four amas long altogether, then you cannot bring any other seeds into that area. And this is very similar to our previous mission we've had in Perak Hay, where we discussed a vine which was planted in a small hole. And we said because it's such a small confined area, the whole hole is considered the domain of the vine. So and that was Rabiasi over there who said that. And Rabiasi is saying the same thing here, that if the wall is so small, then that entire area where the wall is, that's considered the domain of the vines, even though it's not surrounded on all four sides. In this case, it's only surrounded on two sides. But says Rabiasi, it's still considered the domain of the vines, and therefore, even if you do leave six Tfachim, you cannot plant any other species over there. Mishnachess, as we have seen, if somebody drapes a vine onto poles and beams at the top, this normal structure, even if you only drapes vines onto part of this structure, one cannot plant species under the entire structure, because the whole structure becomes secondary to the vines, and is designated for the vines to continue growing and eventually covering the entire structure. Now what happens if at the edge of this structure, where you have beams in a sort of crisscross arrangement, what happens if one of the beams is longer than the rest, and it pokes out a bit? So is he allowed to plant species under that, or is it considered part of the structure? Is that part also designated for the vine to grow on? So the Mishnah says, If there are reeds, and the same would apply to the beams, which come out of the oris's structure, so it's a bit longer than the rest of them, so it pokes out, and he literally pities them so from cutting them, meaning that he wants to keep them as they are, and not cut them. But the reason why he wants to keep them is not necessarily for the vine to grow onto that part, but he likes it protruding out. He likes it as it is, but it's not considered like the main part of the structure, and therefore Konegdon Mutter, opposite them underneath that part, it is permitted to plant another species. However, if he made them, meaning if he wants to keep that part of the structure in order that the vine grow on that part, so in that way he is designating it as part of the rest of the structure. So it has the same halachs as the rest of the structure, and therefore also it's forbidden to plant underneath that part, because that is designated for the vine to grow on. Mishnah tests. The distance of four amas, which needs to be left in between the vineyard and another species, that four amas is left and measured from the roots of the vine. What happens if part of the vine goes outwards beyond that area of four amas? Ha-perach says the Mishnah. The tip of the vine which goes beyond the structure of the oris, further than four amas away from the roots of the vines. So here we see something very important, and that is that it's forbidden to plant something underneath the vines. Even if it's further than four amas away from the roots, underneath the vine is a forbidden zone. However, only directly beneath it. But as soon as you veer any distance to the side, you would be able to plant that area. 
So how do you measure what is directly beneath it? So Rein Isakirim with Tuteles Tluyabai. We view it as if there was a metuteles tied to it. A metuteles is a tool which builders would use to check whether the wall which they've built is straight. They would have a weight, some heavy piece of metal, for example, which is tied to the end of a string, and they would drop the string downwards, and that's how they would make sure that the wall was straight. So the Mishnah says we view it as if that was tied to the tip of the vine, and the point of the mission is just to tell us that directly beneath the vine, even if it's beyond four amas away from the roots, Kenegde Osser, opposite that, be, be, directly beneath the vine, is forbidden to plant another species there. Badolis, the same would apply to an individual grapevine, which is draped onto these, this structure of the wood, the poles and then the roof, and we know that the distance which has to be left in between an individual grapevine and another species is only six tfachim, not four amas. However, the same would apply that if the tip of the vine goes beyond the six tfachim, then directly below that vine is forbidden to plant, but other than that, to the sides of that, it would be permitted to plant another species. And the Mishnah ends off on a similar note, one who pulls a branch from one tree to another tree. So instead of allowing two trees to grow normally, he stretches the branches towards each other and ties them up together. So tachteha also underneath the branches is forbidden to plant another species. Even though the branches wouldn't have been there had the trees grown naturally, since right now he pulled them towards here, so it's forbidden to plant underneath there. Wherever the tree is right now, even if it's more than six tfachim away from the roots, it's forbidden to plant another species under there. However, if he made it long enough by using a rope or a reed, meaning if, let's say, the two branches didn't reach each other, so in order to tie them together, he used a rope. So there's a, the area between one branch and another is just filled with rope but there's not actually any branch over there. So since that's further than six tfachim away from the roots, and over there there's no branch, it's just a rope there, so tachas asepokamutar is permitted to plant another species underneath the rope, but not underneath the branches. However, if he made the rope there, and he tied the rope and he intends for the new branch, meaning once they're connected, he intends the branch to grow onto that rope, so now the rope just becomes secondary to the branch, and we view the rope as if it's the branch itself, and therefore also, it's forbidden to plant another species, even underneath the rope.